You are locked on Cougars. Welcome in to a Monday Valentine's Day edition of the show, February 14th. Plenty to get to ahead on today's podcast. We recap a busy weekend in BYU sports. The basketball team's winning on the road. We'll talk about that. We'll also dig into a little BYU football. Some Valentine's Day wishes, if you will. What would you give your significant other if it were the BYU athletic department, football in particular? We'll have some fun with that. A fun-themed edition of the show today. And, of course, we will catch you guys up on everything else you may have missed from a busy weekend, a Super Bowl weekend. Hope you guys had a fantastic Super Bowl. Even if you didn't watch the game, hope you had a good weekend regardless. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends at Bet Bet BetOnline has got you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Check them out. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. Alright, without further ado though, let's dive on in. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for February 14th, 2022. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. But more importantly, thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Of course, the motto is your team every day. A lot to get to ahead on today's show, but a quick reminder for you guys, if you have not done so already, make sure you hit that follow button wherever you're listening in from. And we are currently in the final stages of getting this show on YouTube. Looking forward to letting you guys have a little bit of a, I guess, a video feel to this. You guys can look at my lovely face as I talk about BYU sports on the daily. Okay, that may be a little bit of a stretch, me just pumping up myself, but regardless, that is on its way in the next few days, literally. We're in the final stages of getting that all set up, so looking forward to that and hope you guys had a fantastic weekend regardless. No matter what you did, weather here along the Wasatch Front was absolutely marvelous. We got our I guess what I call it is I kind of like the first spring. It makes you think, oh, hey, spring's here, but it's still February. Oh, it's going to drop back down. It's going to snow on us in March and April. We all know that, but you know what? Smarch, we can deal with it if we get those 60-degree days in February every so often. I I can deal with that. But regardless, a lot to get to ahead on today's show. Let's start off on the basketball front of things. BYU men's and women's hoops got a win on Saturday and continue on with their winning ways. The nice part for the BYU men's basketball program is this is a team that, man, they go into each game and I'm not sure what to expect at this point from the men's team. The women's team, I expect them to win. They're 20-2. and two. They're ranked number 20 in the country, likely to move up in the national polls today. But the good news is, the best two basketball players at BYU right now, and I mean this sincerely, I'm talking about on the men's side of things, Alex Barcelo and then Shaylee Gonzalez on the women's side of things, they both showed out on Saturday in big spots for their team. That's what you want to see from star players. You want to see them when the tough gets going, the going get tough. Did I say that right? When the going gets tough? Regardless. Shaylee Gonzalez had a career-high 35 points, powered a big fourth quarter to lift BYU over St. Mary's 84-69, to and actually a pretty close game for most of BYU's recent competition against the Gales. They're actually, no, they're 21-2. I, I misspoke. They're 21-2, 10-1 in West Coast Conference play. 
found themselves in a dogfight through three quarters. Then Shaley Gonzalez just takes over and leads BYU to the dub. On the men's side of things, Pepperdine and Fieldstone Field, Firestone Fieldhouse have been just a place where BYU's dreams seemingly go to die. It's one of those places you can re- think back through the decade tenure, decade-long tenure of BYU in the West Coast Conference. How many times has BYU been down there in Malibu and found themselves in an absolute dogfight and somehow, someway, found themselves on the losing end? It's happened a lot because they were 6-6, six and six, I think, all-time in West Coast Conference action at Firestone Fieldhouse. The good news is... Alex Barcelo stepped to the forefront, something I've been hoping to see all season long. He goes out and pours in a career-high 33 points. He was 9 of 10 from the three-point line. Uh, By the way, those of you probably wondering, why didn't you do a postcast edition on Saturday night, Jake? Let me also address that real quick. Family duties come first. I'm a dad first and foremost. I'm a husband, and I had some things that were occupying my time outside of watching that game Saturday night. So, unfortunately, I was unable to sit down and record that postcast edition. Hopefully, we'll have one for you this week as BYU gets ready to take on St. Mary's in an absolutely critical showdown out there in Moraga. But regardless, it was good to see the best two basketball players roaming the campus at BYU right now, both Shaley Gonzalez and Alex Barcelo. They owned the moment. That is fun to see. You love to see people, athletes in particular, in this context, when they have the stage, they go out there and show what they can do. BYU against Pepperdine in the first 10 minutes of that basketball game, it would not have been a game if not for Alex Barcelo. He had, I believe it was a 22 points at 22 points at halftime. He was absolutely rocking and rolling. And BYU, they needed every bit of what he could give them in that game against the Waves. And they needed him early in particular. The nice part is for the men's team, I'll give them credit on this front. They had other guys step up down the stretch, especially not having Fusini Traore. And I am terrified right now, folks. Fusini Traore, apparently it's a groin injury. And groin injuries, if any of you pay attention to sports medicine at all, groin injuries can be absolutely devastating to a hoops player. And I'd have very large question marks about if we see Fusini Traore playing for BYU before the regular season ends. I mean that. It could be two, three, four weeks before he is ultimately cleared. I hope that, fingers crossed, knocking on wood, sending good vibes out into the universe, no matter what I say here, I want nothing more than to see number 45 out there playing for BYU when they take on St. Mary's Saturday night. I want to see Foos on the court. They're going to need every body they can muster against a team in St. Mary's who just likes to muck it up and make your life miserable. If they don't have him, you've got to have other guys step up. And that was the nice part is that Fusini Troy out, Caleb Lohner steps in and scores 14 points. He was 6-7 from the field, 2-2 two of two from 3. The offensive output you've been hoping to see from Caleb Lohner well there it is a lot of people have been harping on Caleb Lohner saying he needs a scholarship taken away you can say whatever you want his performance against Pepperdine BYU doesn't win that game without what he did I also really thought Atiki Ali Atiki his development is continuing to come along by leaps and bounds eight points a team high eight rebounds you got everything you possibly could have hoped for from your makeshift front court in that game against Pepperdine. I truly believe that. You're going to need more of that or more from that if you go into this game against St. Mary's with any hope of winning it. And that BYU, they do hope to win it. 
The good news is BYU has players on campus right now who are capable of stepping up and jimmering a game. And I use the word jimmer because Shaylee Gonzalez, she is the female version of jimmer. Folks, she is only a sophomore on the women's side of things. Alex Barcelo, I get it. He's a grad transfer, a senior, not grad transfer, he's a transfer in who's a super senior this year for BYU, but he had a jimmer-like performance against Pepperdine. BYU needed him to carry the load until the other guys could get going against the waves. And Pepperdine didn't make it easy on BYU, neither did St. Mary's for the women's team. But when you needed your best players to step up and step forward, what did they do? They stepped up and they put up career-high performances. That is awesome to see, and that's very, very good news for BYU. Now, can they carry that over to the matchup against St. Mary's on the men's side of things this Saturday? That's a great question, because Alex Parcella, if they don't have Fus Traore in the lineup, Alex may have to go for 40 against St. Mary's. I'm, I'm speaking frankly, but... I do think they have the capability of doing that. And every so often, you see players show, hey, I still got it, folks. You may think I, I don't have it. I still got it. And that's the fun part. So good news on the basketball front is they got wins over the weekend. And the best players on BYU's campus right now, they're stepping up in critical critical moments for their team currently all right coming up here in just a minute it is valentine's day i figured you know what i'm gonna play with the theme a little bit here obviously love is in the air well what would you get your significant other if that significant other was byu sports no matter what the sport is i'm going to focus probably mainly on football probably because some topics with byu basketball but i'd love to kind of have this kind of borne out and we'll explain more here in just a moment first though let's take a minute and talk about our friends over at bet online football might be over for the season but basketball is in full steam ahead for both pro and college hoops from the latest odds totals player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land bet online is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs betonline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores podcasts and news this season as well and it's not just basketball bet online has got your source for hockey boxing and ufc odds right down to olympic coverage and information maybe at some point baseball gets going again we'll see but head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action over at betonline.net folks it's a great great resource Take advantage of it now. It's all courtesy of your friends at Bet Online, where the game starts. Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Intercap Lending, and there's no lender that helps more families in Utah with their mortgage needs than our friends at Intercap. And simply put, Intercap, they get deals done, my friends. They feature a quick and simple process. Intercap closes loans two weeks faster than the industry average. And although fast is great, the ultimate goal is to create a stress-free home loan process for you, the consumer. We've all seen that the inflation numbers are absolutely out of control right now, and interest rates are going up to fit with them. You can still get relatively low rates right now. They may not be what they were a month or two ago, but you can still get them locked in and Intercap wants to help you guys out. And that is what Locked On's personal loan officer, Intercap Lending, Steve Carter, has delivered to hundreds of Locked On listeners so far, including Locked On founder, the podfather himself, David Locke. Intercap has been fantastic in all my conversations with them, folks. I would trust them. If you want to cash out refinance, you want to get just a refinance in general, get a lower rate still, or if you're trying to buy your first house, Intercap, they're there to help you guys along the way. They have 44 years of experience. This is not a new company. They have been providing customers with all of their mortgage needs, helping them with their mortgage needs since 1978. And Steve Carter has been providing Locked On listeners with that great experience since 2018. Intercap is headquartered in Utah, but they are licensed to help with all of your mortgage needs in more than 40 states. So you don't necessarily have to live along the water 
Wasatch Front or in Utah in general to take advantage of what Intercap can offer you. They can help you around the country. Reach out to Steve. He'd love to answer all your questions. He's got a direct line. You're welcome to call or text 385-800-8528. That's 385-800-8528. You will not find a more responsive loan officer than Steve Carter. Also, if you want to learn more, you can go online. Intercaplending.com is the address to learn more about Intercap Lending. Or once again, reach out to Steve directly. 385-800-8528. That's Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and appreciate your guys' patronage of the show. We are in the depths of the offseason now. The Super Bowl played out yesterday. And by the way, congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams. No BYU Cougars, no former Cougars were in the matchup yesterday. Some former Utes were. A guy that once upon a time might have been a BYU player had the special teams coaches realize what they had on their hands in Matt Gay. But I digress on that point. But congratulations, by the way. I think... And I'm, I'm speaking of this generally. I think Eric Weddle might be most BYU fans' hate, favorite Ute. And what I mean by that is like a guy that on University of Utah and their football history that you have watched as a BYU fan, he has been absolutely stellar. He's been a great player. I would say for the most part, most Cougars who have watched Eric Weddle play and know who he is as a human being, he'd probably fit pick him as your favorite former Ute. I may be wrong about that, and feel free to reach out. Locked on Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Need to get back to more of the social media game. I apologize. I've been slacking a lot recently, but if you guys want to weigh in with that, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts. What is your favorite, or who is your favorite former Ute that you root for in the NFL or in other sports? Uh, Maybe an NBA player. I don't know. Let me know. Locked on Cougars, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can send them in there. You also can email us. That's uh, LockedOnBYU at Gmail com and my personal email not personal email my personal uh, Twitter account if you'd like to send those to me Jacob C Hatch is the handle love hearing from you guys all right obviously it is Valentine's Day I hope you all have been taking care of your significant others uh, no matter what the circumstance might be in that regard hope you guys are having a great Valentine's Day obviously it's one of those holidays that uh, it can get overwhelming I, I guess is the easiest way to say that but I hope you guys are having a good day regardless and in sticking with the whole love theme what would you get your significant other if your significant other were the BYU athletic department and my first thought today for BYU is I would like to get some common sense from the BYU defensive coaching staff when it comes to their overall philosophy on defense this is not a new topic for me here on the podcast I don't think BYU has a straightforward philosophy when it comes to the defensive alignments and techniques. I think they're really uh, playing it by ear in many regards. And I could be wrong about this. I don't have insider knowledge of this. I'm just going off what I see. BYU goes into any given game, I feel like, and all of a sudden you're like, all right, let's see what the defensive philosophy is. Okay, they're going to... Rush three, drop eight. Okay, that's what we're going with this week. The next week, oh, it's a 4-3 four, four, alignment. Oh, okay. Oh, no, they're going with a 3-4. I, I just can't wrap my head around how BYU goes about the defensive game planning. And I, I let me be frank as well. I'm not paid the big bucks. I'm not a defensive coordinator by trade. I am a second guesser. PK uh, Patrick Kinahan, who I work with on a daily basis, talks about this all the time. All the time, we in sports media, we are paid to second guess. We look at the decisions those people on the sidelines are making, and then we question them if they go wrong, or we praise them if they go right. That's my job. 
And that's what I'm doing with BYU. I want to see a more clearly delineated defensive philosophy from BYU's defensive coaching staff. I feel like on offense, it's very straightforward. BYU is going to attack, attack, attack. That's what Aaron Roderick's philosophy is. His players, his uh, quarterbacks, they're going to attack downfield. They're going to have a hard nose, outside zone running scheme. You know what BYU's offense is going to be. And BYU's offense, it may be something that the defense knows what's coming at them. But BYU's offense, they're so well trained in it, they still have success success with it. BYU's defense, I cannot say the same for that. The one thing I think is the hallmark of BYU's defensive coaching staff right now is the fact that they like to gamble on a lot of, a lot of quote-unquote projects in recruiting. That is, I think, the most delineated, clearly stated fact for BYU's defense, particularly along the defensive line. That's just my take on that. I'd like to see BYU's defense. My, oh, I'd like to gift them here. Here is a clear defensive philosophy for you guys. Go with it. Buy into it. Do it the offense. Follow the offense's lead. Find your identity. Lean into it. Recruit to it. Coach to it. And just make it the bedrock of what you do on a game-in and game-out basis. That okay? I I think that's okay. Now, another thing for the BYU uh, football uh, lover out there, I guess you could call it. Uh, this sounds like really, really weird, but just go with me on this, folks. Uh, for BYU football, I also would like to gift them the opportunity of getting into the Big 12 ASAP. I would love nothing more than to see BYU in the Big 12 this coming season, and that goes for all sports. Uh, I think that the West Coast Conference, uh, this final year upcoming of them in the WCC is going to just kind of be awkward. There are going to be fans out there. I've seen, I've seen some of it, actually. Uh, one of them from a noted Gonzaga fan who uh, likes to moonlight as a quote-unquote media member who is saying that BYU should be booted right away. You know what? Do your thing. You can hate about I would love nothing more than to see BYU get their chance to jump into the Big 12 right away. And there are rumors out there that it's still going to happen. I don't think it's happening. Uh, they've been very clear. Tom Homo and the rest of the BYU brass have said 2023. That's when we're going in. But I would love nothing more than to see BYU entering the Big 12 this coming fall. I'd love nothing more than that. But as alas as it is, BYU, they're going to be playing yeah, as an independent in football this year, and they have a pretty good schedule. Let me be clear about that. I'm not saying the schedule is bad, and that's why they need. I just want to see BYU. I just want to see them in the big time. I know that it's going to take some adjustment. There's going to be some rough patches for multiple sports. Football is one of them. I feel like there are going to be a lot of learning curves for BYU sports as they adjust to playing at the Power Five level. But I'd love nothing more than to be able to gift them right now. Here you go. You're jumping in the Big Twelve this summer, July 1. That's typically when most things like this happen. I'd love nothing more than for that, but it's not going to happen. Now, another thing for BYU basketball on this Valentine's Day, something I'd like to gift them as a significant other, I'd like to gift them the hope of having BYU stay inside the NCAA tournament bubble the rest of the season. Now, they can take care of this with wins down the stretch. they got three games left in the regular season, barring a reschedule of a game against Portland. It does not look like that's going to happen, but BYU's game at uh, St. Mary's this coming Saturday is their final road game, and they got back-to-back -back home games, rematches against both uh, Pepperdine as well as LMU. You win all three of those games, I actually believe BYU will be on the right side of the NCAA tournament bubble come Selection Sunday. The issue, I think, at hand is you have struggled with LMU and Pepperdine, and they will be thinking if they're coming to Provo, well, we almost got them at home. Let's go get them on the road now and ruin their season. You need to take care of business. I'd love nothing more than to be able to just kind 
kind of gift BYU and say, you're going to make the NCAA tournament. Now, rest Fush Traore, get, get him healthy, get, get yourselves ready for the NCAA tournament. Circumstances be what they are right now, though. You need every win you can possibly muster. BYU probably has to have actually a decent run in the West Coast Conference tournament to feel pretty confident in their chances going in to Selection Sunday. You probably got to make it to the West Coast Conference final. Uh, semifinals might be pushing it. You might still be very much on the bubble. I, I just the the downturn for BYU basketball has come at a bad time. That four game losing streak was the worst time to possibly have it. The funny thing about this is it feels like basketball with uh, BYU, it's kind of similar to what happens with what used to be the old BCS formula. Remember back in the day when the BCS for football was around? You could lose a game as a top team early on in the season. Uh, it could actually be a pretty horrific loss in some circumstances, but then you'd rebound and make a great run in October and November. All of a sudden, you're finding yourselves right there as the number one or two team in the BCS. It's kind of happening with the college football playoff in a way as well. Right now, with BYU's basketball program, that four-game slide actually probably would have been better suited earlier on in the season than when they had it. That That's the simple truth of the matter. And there's never a good time to have a four-game slide, but still, it came at a bad time. Now BYU's dealing with more injuries along their front court. This is a team that may be limping into the NCAA tournament, but I'd love nothing more than be able to say, you know what, I can promise you're going to make the NCAA tournament field. You can rest Fus Traore and make sure he's 100% when you get to the big dance. I'd love nothing more than be able to gift that to them and then say, okay, now you just get ready for, for the big dance. I'd love nothing more to be able to gift that to them, but alas, it's not to be. They have to go out and win these games, and they've got to continue to win if they want to make sure they, they're taken care of. A win over St. Mary's Saturday night, that'd be absolutely gargantuan for BYU's chances. It's going to be hard-nosed, though, because Moraga, even more so than the Slim Jim down there in San Diego, Firestone Fieldhouse in Malibu, BYU playing out there in Moraga. I don't know, is it McKeon Pavilion? I don't remember what they call it anymore. That place, wow. BYU's dreams have gone there more often than I'd care to think about and died. There have been very few wins in BYU's decade-long tenure in the West Coast Conference where BYU has gone to SMC and won, but I'd love nothing more than be able to say, you know what, it's not a big deal. You're going to make the NCAA tournament. But right now, that is not to be. So having some fun with this, uh, if you guys have your quote-unquote uh, gifts you'd like to give that significant other in the BYU realm of things, love to hear from you guys. I already threw out the social media platforms. I'll throw it out one more time. Locked on Cougars, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I'm at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter. And as always, you can email the show LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Love nothing more than to have your guys' interactions with the show and getting your guys' feedback. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll react to everything else that happened over the weekend. Softball opened their season with a pretty good run down in Las Vegas. We also have men's volleyball in action. we got a lot still to cover ahead on today's show. Before we do that, let's take a minute and talk about our friends over at Built Bar. We talk about Built Bar a lot on this podcast, and for good reason. They are the best-tasting protein bars that have ever been created, in my opinion. It's the time of year that many of us have probably given up on our New Year's resolutions or halfway through February if you stuck with them. Credit to you guys, but this is a chance for you guys to get right back into the saddle and stick to it. If you're sticking with a resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar, that can make it easier. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because you actually enjoy eating these protein bars. They are the best-tasting protein bar that I have ever had. I mean that sincerely. Covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. You don't feel like you need a gallon of milk or water to wash it down. It's not chalky or waxy or just absolutely tastes horrendous. They 
They are absolutely delicious, folks. They also have a brand new thing. They call them the Puffs. They are protein-infused marshmallows. And I know that sounds really weird, but they are absolutely incredible, similar to their counterparts in Built Bar. Go to Built.com, scroll down to the macros chart. You will be absolutely blown away from the Puffs to the bars to everything else they've got there. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. They are the perfect complement for you guys if you're trying to lose or gain weight. Muscle mass is what I mean by gaining weight in the gym this new year. Built.com right now, my friends. And while you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Once again, that's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. And more importantly, many of you probably are aware of this, but if you're not, BYU Football has a name, image, and likeness agreement with BYU. Excuse me. BYU Football has a name, image, and likeness agreement with Built Bar. So you're supporting BYU Football when you support our friends at Built Bar. So once again, that's Built.com, promo code LOCKED15, save 15% and get enjoying the best tasting protein bars with our friends at Built Bar. Before we go on this Monday edition of the show, let's recap everything else that happened in BYU sports. Let's start off with the BYU softball program. They've been picked as the West Coast Conference favorites for like, what, the seventh year in a row, it feels like, and for good reason. They're very, very good, and they're the class of that conference. They started their weekend in positive fashion, playing at the UNLV Rebel Classic down there in Las Vegas. They opened their season with a tough 5-3 loss to host UNLV, but then bounced back with blowout wins over Cal State Bakersfield, uh, when over Hawaii 2-1. Those are both on Friday. And on Saturday, they blew out Cal State Bakersfield once again 11-2 and then rolled Hawaii 4-1. So they are now 4-1 to start their season. They'll be back in action this coming weekend at the Stanford Invitational out in Stanford, California. They got games against the University of Illinois, Chicago, San Jose State, Seattle, and the host Stanford at that event. Best of luck to Gordon Eakin and his squad, but a nice start to their season. Now, the BYU Women's Volleyball Program, uh, not volleyball, uh, gymnastics program, we'll get to men's volleyball in a moment, but the number 18 BYU Women's Gymnastics uh, team won its second meet in a row against number 24 Boise State at Extra Mile Arena on Saturday. Uh, they won that one 196.450 to 195.975. Very nice showing for BYU. The quote here from head coach Guard Young said, we had some great things happen tonight. Sydney Benson came in and had a great performance on floor. Mina Margraf is becoming a staple competitor on the balance beam, which is exciting to see. And then Sadie Minor Van Tassel, who is BYU's top overall athlete in the gymnastics program right now. He says, she is just a workhorse and all of her hard work is paying off, which showed again tonight. So nice to see that BYU having a very, very good showing and should move up in the national rankings once again with that win over Boise State. Now the final note is the BYU men's volleyball program. It's now a three-match slide. Uh, they lost in brutal fashion over the weekend, uh, losing to UC San Diego in five sets both Friday and Saturday night. Just absolutely brutal if you're BYU volleyball pro volleyball fan, and I know a number of you listening to this podcast are, to lose in five sets on back-to-back nights on your home court. Man, that's that hurts. And BYU has now lost three straight matches. They lost to Ball State the previous uh, Saturday. Uh, they split that weekend, beating Ball State in five sets on Friday, February 4th. They've lost three since. So this is a season's kind of up and down for BYU men's volleyball. They opened the season with back-to-back losses at Penn State, responded with four straight match wins, now have lost three straight, and now they head, on the, head out on the road for two uh, tough games at UC Santa Barbara. They'll be this coming Friday and Saturday night down there in Santa Barbara at Robertson Gymnasium. 
hoping that uh, BYU can find something on the road here. But man, geez, it's been a it's been a season of runs for men's volleyball. Two losses, four wins, now three losses. So they're four and five on the season. It's not a great feeling right now for BYU. Excuse me, they're five wins in a row. I apologize. So they're five and five on the season. My apology. They had a five win, five match win streak. I apologize for that oversight. But regardless, it's been a really really bumpy start to the season and post uh, BYU national championship run last year been a rough open to the season but you know what there's a reason why you have a a regular season the goal is to get BYU to the point where they can compete uh, for a conference championship in the stretch run of the season and if you get some of these losses out of the way early and learn how to win as a team there's still plenty of ground for BYU uh, to make a run they've got UC Santa Barbara Grand Canyon USC Concordia uh, Concordia Irvine excuse me Pepperdine Stanford and UCLA still all to come this season so there's still plenty of ground for BYU to make up, but the nice part is they're earning the stripes. This is a young volleyball program. They may be a year away from competing for national championships yet again. I dream of the day of seeing BYU win a national title once again. Uh, I've said this on this podcast often. That run from 1999 to 2004 when BYU won three national titles in what a five or six year span there was absolutely stellar and for BYU to have gotten as close as they have gotten in the nearly two decades since. I think it was three or four maybe five national championship appearances in that time and have not come away with the hardware. Man, they're, they've been knocking on the door for some time, and they may take a year here before they get back to knocking on that door once again, but i got to believe that Sean Olmstead and crew, they will get back to the top of the mountaintop at some point. But you know what? It may take a year this year, but who's to say? Like I said, there's still a long season to go here. They ran themselves into form. This is a BYU men's volleyball program. It's got a really rich tradition and a rich history of being a very tough out, and I would expect they continue to battle forward, and we'll see how the rest of the season plays out. But I'll, I'll be rooting them along. I love men's volleyball. If you have not watched uh, men's volleyball ever, uh, you should watch it. It is a highly, highly entertaining brand of sports and action's nonstop. There's no doubt about that. All right, I digress. I will stop talking about men's volleyball now, and we will call it a day. We'll we'll stop there for today. But a big thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. Love being with you guys talking BYU sports on the daily. Got a lot to get to ahead of this week. We do have a bye for the men's uh, basketball program on Thursday, so we'll mix in a little bit more BYU football talk this week. We'll probably get a little bit of a preview looking ahead to spring ball, which still actually starts the end of this month. I know it's February 28th, but still, the end of this month BYU spring ball gets going and we'll continue to have some fun along the way here talking BYU basketball talking BYU football and a whole lot more in between all of that but once again a big thank you for making us your first listen of the day make sure you guys go out and check out locked on bets now it is your daily source for all of your sports betting news giving you kind of the insider edge when it comes to your sports betting it's hosted by your boy Q and Lee Sterling they do a great job making sure you guys are apprised of everything you need to know when it comes to placing your wagers on a daily basis. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts, just like this would. would encourage you guys to check that out. All right, that's going to do it. A big thank you once again for supporting this show as always. And until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for February 14th, 2022. And a happy Valentine's Day to you all.